Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Taco the Town is the podcast where we are conquering the Kansas City taco-verse one taco at a time. Unless you order three tacos on your taco plate, then three tacos at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We're going to share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some Kansas City tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. It's the holiday season, as the song goes, and we are celebrating at a holiday spot. Specifically, the Holiday Distillery in Weston, Missouri, one of my favorite towns in the metro area. This is a place I've always wanted to visit, the Holiday Distillery in Weston. That's right, we're having bourbon with some tacos. The Holiday Distillery is one of the oldest places in Missouri where you can get your drink on. It all started with the Limestone Spring, first discovered in what would become Weston, Missouri by Lewis and Clark during their 1804 expedition. A pure limestone stream was a rarity whose potential was recognized by two enterprising young brothers by the names of Ben Holliday and Major David Holliday. After visiting the site, which was then a meatpacking house, the Holliday brothers divined an even greater purpose for that limestone spring. We're talking about bourbon. Together, they founded this distillery in 1856. Little did they know that their distillery would become the lasting legacy that carried the holiday name well into the future. The holiday distillery evolved as the decades passed, changing ownership and names a number of times before ultimately becoming known as McCormick Distilling Company in 1942. In 2016, the distillery commemorated 160 years of rich history and paid homage to its founders by going back to its bourbon-making roots and bearing the proud name of Holiday Distillery, operated by McCormick Distilling Company. And we're going to eat some tacos here today. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is El Maguey. El Maguey is a local Mexican restaurant chain with many, many KC locations. They have locations in Kansas City, Martin City, Independence, Raytown, Grain Valley, Oak Grove, Excelsior Springs, Maryville, Harrisonville, and St. Joe. And I'm sure I've missed a couple. El Maguey is all over the place. I'm sure there's an El Maguey location in your neighborhood. But today we're eating tacos from the Platte City location at 1302A Platte Falls Road, Platte City, Missouri, 64079. It's the closest Mexican restaurant to the Weston Distillery. That's why we're eating there today. El Maguey says that they use fresh, high-quality ingredients to create an appealing presentation that will make your mouth water. And the flavors, unbelievable. People come back again and again for the one-of-a-kind taste of their signature dishes. They believe sharing a meal together should be fun. And they strive to create an atmosphere that's warm and inviting. They want their restaurants to be the place you want to bring your friends and family when you want to celebrate a birthday, anniversary, work promotion, or just the start of the weekend. Join them today for lunch, dinner, or drinks. Want to enjoy your favorite flavors at home? They offer carryouts, and you can also place your order online. And they look forward to seeing you soon. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. 
Our special taco reviewer guests this week on Taco the Town are all employees at the Holiday Distillery up here in Weston, Missouri, one of my favorite towns in the metro area. We are joined by Kyle Merkline, master distiller here at the Holiday Distillery. Kyle, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having us here at the distillery. So you're going to tell me everything I need to know about bourbon, right? Because I know know nothing about sure. bourbon. Sure. Yeah, I can I can uh, tell you everything I know, and then I'll make up the rest. And if we still have questions, then I'll, I'll I guess, consult Google. I don't know. Okay, where else great. We go. Great. Yeah. And if you have any taco questions, feel free to ask so that, me. That's good, because I, I definitely am not a taco expert. I grew up in northwest Kansas. Not a ton of places to eat tacos out there. Oh, what, uh, what town? Phillipsburg is the name of the town. Whoa. It's, I feel like I've driven through there, maybe. It's on your way to Colorado, okay. probably, is what people, yeah, they might do that. Hour north of Hayes, which is the closest Walmart. That puts things into perspective when you've got to drive an hour to get to a Walmart. I've been to that Walmart. Good okay. Walmart. Yeah. So what's the taco scene like out there? Anything? Anything going pretty, on? Pretty much non-existent. Okay. I mean, there, there might be some, some places since I have moved over this side of Kansas. So, yeah, it was, it was not super, super great. <laughs> now, now living in an, yet another small town in Atchison, Kansas. So a couple places at least. So You're close to the place that we're reviewing today, El McGay. Okay. So good. Let's meet our second guest, Jules Van Donen. He is the hospitality and tourism manager here at the Holiday Distillery, and he is the number one dart player in the Americas going to the World's Championship in two weeks. Jules, tell me about this. Uh, you're the number one dart player. Talk about burying the lead. Uh, this yeah, is amazing. No, yeah, playing darts has been been my uh, my hobby for the last few years, and it kind of got out of hand, and uh, <laughs> next, thing, uh, next thing you know, you go to the World Championship. So, so this is in two weeks? Yeah, I just actually heard it was postponed, so um, it's going to oh, happen no. uh, beginning of April now. That sucks. So what do you have to do? Go back into training? Back into training mode. I still have a couple big tournaments in Europe coming up, so okay. I'll still be out there competing, but uh, the Wills will have to wait just a little bit longer. So Now, does uh, bourbon make you a better darts player or worse darts player? It definitely player? makes you better, but <laughs> bourbon, um, you know, there has to be a limit on it, obviously, because uh, that, that can tip you over the edge real quick. And uh, so a little bit of bourbon, sip of water, you know, keep it keep it under control. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm known for the player that always has some bourbon uh, uh, with them and people come to my room for a sip of bourbon before a match so that's oh, nice. uh, that's how we roll now have you ever thrown a dart in one hand and had a taco in the other hand is yeah, that something I, that is possible something that you could maybe attempt we could attempt it but yeah taco is a little bit greasy so yeah <laughs> you don't want greasy hands you want, want nice right dry hands a little bit grip so uh yeah i can't say i've tried it but uh who knows? Maybe a bite between each throw. That, and yeah, that could work. That could work. And, and I, I uh, play league uh, on Thursday nights, and, uh, you know, I eat a little bit in between throws. So, uh, yeah, uh, but never a taco. Yeah, I'm not a, <laughs> not a big taco eater usually. Okay, so. let's meet our third guest, Matt Jacquinot. Did I put an extra emphasis on the ja? Uh, Should I not have smidge, done that? but hey. Is that okay? You're close enough. <laughs> Matt Giacchino, brand engagement manager here at Holiday Distillery, previously lead bartender at the President Hotel in the Drum Room. That's one of my favorite places. I love that bar. Hey, it's a fantastic bar. I mean, it's similar to the facility we have here with the historic background. Right. That bar had been there, still is there, since 1941. So it's one of the oldest bars in Kansas City. Are there any good old relics hidden? Did anyone find anything cool there, like old Frank Sinatra's uh, socks or anything in the uh, back no, room 
no socks, but uh, we have tons of pictures in there um, that just give you the test of time. You can see the Rat Pack came through there at one time. I'm trying to think Patsy Cline, Ella Fitzgerald, just a lot of greats that played in the jazz scene across the United States and then obviously stopped through Kansas City because it's such a big jazz-centric place. That is a, that is a cool spot. Drum room is always one of my favorite spots. But this is, I have never been to the distillery here. I've always wanted to come up here. I mean, Weston's one of my favorite towns. This place is amazing. I didn't know it was such a complex here. I remember when I first interviewed here, it was not at all expecting what you come up and see. And for the longest time, uh, you know, when we weren't distilling bourbon, we didn't have tours. And so no one could come up here and see this place and could could walk our property and see how how gorgeous this is. And, and it's really, a, you know, if you've ever been on a bourbon tour down in Kentucky, it's got a very similar feel to it. It's very open and got the traditional rick houses. And it's, it's just an amazing place to work, tour, come have a drink at our events that we have now that we got uh, Jules and Matt putting those on so it's yeah it's an amazing place you really feel like you step back in time up here even just in weston alone but like at this distillery it's got a bunch of these old awesome buildings and uh i just want to walk around i need to take this tour i'm coming back up to take the tour for sure when did the tour start started back up doing tours again in 2016 we had taken a 30-year hiatus from producing bourbon on site so we shut down in 1985 and so then Tours continued, I think, for a little bit after that, but then ultimately shut down. And then uh, as part of the revamp with bringing, up, bringing back the bourbon, bourbon line and distilling on site, getting the property ready for, for tours again. So it's been kind of going on since 2016 and has been evolving over time. And like most things, has evolved in the last year even. So it's uh, been a fun process to see. It was very odd not to have guests up here during the COVID year. You know, you get so used to it and then shutting down tours and then not having people come through your workplace suddenly seems odd. Mm -hmm. It's odd at first when you have people walking through your workplace, but then (laughs) afterwards, no, it it feels odd again. But yeah, it's been a fun few years, I think. On these tours, do the guests get to sample? How much sampling goes on here? Is there a limit to the amount of samples you can have? We definitely have to put a limit on it. Otherwise, uh, uh, people will uh, obviously take advantage of it. And that's uh, what I was going to say is that uh, uh, now that we we have bourbon almost ready and we can let people taste, it it really makes it uh, fun and exciting for us as well as employees to do these tours and let people taste what, what's about to come. So, Matt, you made me a cocktail here. What, is, what am I drinking here? This is amazing. You can't see it, but you, I'll tell you about it. This is our holiday pop-up bar, so the holidays at holiday. I mean, this is one of our cocktails. It's going to be called Santa's Helper, and it's going to have some bourbon in there. Uh, we do a little bit of vermouth, going to have some fresh lemon juice, and then we also do a, a gingerbread simple syrup that's added in there with a little cinnamon on top. So definitely a very festive fall, winter cocktail that goes well with Christmas. What yes. do you think, actually? You I love it, it. yeah. It's yeah. great. I could have three, four more of these. See, I told you we'd turn you on to bourbon before you <laughs> left. <laughs> I didn't ask for one of these, but I'm glad he made one because, it. yeah, it is phenomenal. It's great. Normally I drink my bourbon neat. I'm, I'm that snob, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, Matt's around to make a nice little cocktail here or there. So good. Uh, yeah, I'm not a bourbon drinker, but I am now. You have converted me, and it's only nine minutes into the I was episode. Say, we got so. time. We're, we got places <laughs> to go, man. How long does the, the holiday pop up go on up here? Uh, it's going to go till the end of December. So we started out doing it on Fridays and Saturdays after Thanksgiving, and it's gone every Friday, Saturday. 
But with Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's, New Year's Eve falling on a Friday, Saturday this year, we're not going to be open those days, unfortunately. But we will open Wednesday and Thursday of Christmas week and then the following week. So before New Year's, we'll be open Wednesday and Thursday as well. Cool. Um, So you can take a tour. So like you were saying, you want to come back, that'd be a good day. And then we'll be open till eight o'clock on those evenings. Now you don't have tacos on the menu here, correct? We don't, unfortunately. That's okay, because I brought the tacos. There wasn't a lot of taco places nearby, so I stopped in Platte City and got the El Maguey tacos. I got two of the street taco types, and then I have some of the crunchy tacos. What's everyone's thoughts on El Maguey? I hear that you uh, attend uh, Taco Tuesday there regularly? or Yeah, I think uh, at least either Matt or I should have a um, painting of ourselves on the wall there <laughs> since we're such regulars. The one thing I do have to admit is that we always get the same. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of boring in that sense, but... Uh, What's yeah. your go-to there? We do the street tacos. Okay. Street tacos are fantastic. I do the carne asada. I got that. I got carne asada. You're, gonna, you're about to be wild. And I got the El Pastor. So okay. I am just off off topic. I'm a little disappointed that I've never been invited to these Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> Apparently, they just think that no one down here in the plant eats. I don't know. Actually, uh, we do they... every other day. Not Tuesday, because it's real oh, busy there. Okay. So. Yeah, they have 99 cent Taco Tuesday. I think it's the crunchy tacos on Taco Tuesday at El Maguey. So what's your go-to there? Do you get the same street? Same, same thing. Carne street asada? tacos. I'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more uh, outgoing. I uh, mix it up. I do a carne asada, chicken, and uh, chorizo, I think. So. Oh, yeah. yeah I almost got more, the chorizo. Almost got it's that. It's good. It's good. Now, what's everyone's personal taco origin story? Did you grow up eating tacos? Are you a taco lover? Did you celebrate tacos in your home? Did you live a taco-centric life growing up? <laughs> I'll take this one. Okay. So... <laughs> My mother is Hispanic, so growing up, obviously half the family is pretty much all Hispanic. We didn't eat very many tacos, though, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. You would think that that would have been a staple. What she was, would make what was, uh, pozole, okay. menudo. She would, yeah, just change it up. Tamales, but the tacos, she didn't make that often. But I will say when she did, they were fantastic. So anywhere I go now to eat tacos, they have a pretty high bar to hit. Now, were those crunchy or were those soft? Okay, here's a, this is a family. My dad only eats crunchy tacos, like will not touch street tacos, soft tacos, anything. They've got to be crunchy. So my grandma, since he's Caucasian, can't really see that, but she would call him the gringo and be like, oh, we need some gringo tacos because Ray's here. So he would always kind of laugh and chuckle and be like, but seriously, I need the crunchy tacos. <laughs> That's what we call them here on the show, too. Gringo tacos, suburban tacos, or mom or dad tacos. Yeah. Kyle, what's yeah, your personal? Yeah, so, oh, you already told me growing yeah, I, up. I kind of yeah. said small town Kansas, there's not a lot of options. So, you know, it's a Taco Bell or, or something like that. Or, you know, making tacos at home. And I love my mother, but uh, her cooking is not, I don't think, authentic taco cuisine. So I, I did not have the same upbringing nearly like Matt did. So it's a... Uh, Was it the El, old El Paso out of the box type tacos, the suburban exactly, tacos? Exactly. Yep, yeah. yep. That's correct. Yeah. Growing up on a farm, we always had ground beef around because we raised cattle. So it always pretty much just be ground beef or occasionally steak, but not not very often. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty, pretty much not a, not a real 
upbringing and taco life. Uh, right. Slim pickings, that's what I call Do it. Do you remember the first first time you ate a, a taco that really blew you away and you're like, I've been living out in western Kansas my whole life. I eat this taco. My li- whole life has changed. I mean, I don't know if there's a specific one. So then I went to K-State, went to Manhattan, and there was a lot more options, a lot more places to go. Took my wife. Our first date was at La Fiesta in Manhattan, Kansas, and she thought, you know, I, I, that I love tacos and, and Mexican food in general. And and then didn't take her to a, a La Fiesta for another year. But <laughs> no, there nothing, still didn't venture too far out, you know. And then once we moved to Kansas City, when she went to dental school, that's kind of when we started actually exploring a lot of different foods in general and realized how, I guess, how little I had tried in the world. I, I, there is one taco. We went to La Jolla. Uh, San Diego area and it was when she was in dental school and it's like someone gave us a timeshare there and we didn't know anything at the time we were still young and dumb and uh, we went out there and yeah going through eating a bunch of fish tacos in in La Jolla was pretty pretty much my first introduction to oh hey you can put something in this besides beef and going from there so we hear all the time that that is the uh that's the place for fish tacos san diego it comes up all the, all the time here I, on the show i wish i would have known that at the time we kind of just lucked into it like i said <laughs> someone gave us a timeshare and it's like yeah we're not turning that down we'll go we're cheap and poor and don't have money so let's let's go take this free trip so yeah i I think I would probably be a little more adventurous now. Jules. Uh, I'm down the same lines as, uh, as Kyle. So uh, my extent of my taco knowledge is uh, the Doritos, uh, the Dorito um, tacos at Taco Bell. You <laughs> Doritos know? Locos I, I was taco? like, should I get the red or the blue? But <laughs> other than that, it's, yeah, not, not very adventurous, uh, but, but down the same lines. Yeah, I went to uh, Florida and just uh, fish tacos in general are, are really good uh, at the right place obviously but uh, yeah other than that I'm, I'm not a big taco eater so. where'd you grow up where'd you when did you have I'm originally your... from the Netherlands so okay. and our cuisine is pretty uh, pretty boring uh, and definitely uh, doesn't involve tacos and is there something taco in the taco arena in the Netherlands like food wise is there anything that is like shaped like a taco maybe filled with meat that you can hold and it's like a half circle shape is there anything um, along I, those mean, lines? We, I have a lot of thoughts going through my mind right now and <laughs> it doesn't involve food so no i don't uh, no not that i uh okay. not that i can think of right now maybe okay. you could start a taco place when you go back to the netherlands i'm just saying you're tacos be there are for blowing month, up so. in france right now i don't know if you've heard this okay. is like in the last year france is is having a taco boom and well but, and we're on the on the ocean as well so right. uh, the, the fish is there so you could be the san diego yeah. you could create <laughs> your own san diego taco place in the netherlands yeah yeah that's a good idea one, one question i've always wondered and now's a perfect time in europe does a chaco taco exist is that a thing? Say that, say that one more a time. A choco taco? No, that don't. cheap, like, uh, frozen chocolate shell with chocolate ice cream. It's a dessert treat. It's like in a uh, waffle a waffle yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with the name, but yeah, the I, I know what you're right. saying. Everyone else yeah. has, everyone knows. See, oh, yeah. that's, the, that's the kind of thing that's in Phillipsburg, Kansas. And the gas stations and the free, the little freezers right. uh, ha- always have the Choco Taco. Okay, yeah, yeah. Was- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was good. I was thing. good at eating desserts, but uh, yeah, it doesn't. The name doesn't uh, ring a bell, but I can, uh, I can uh, imagine what you mean. Do you think bourbon is a good drink to to pair with tacos? Tonight we're going to eat tacos and drink bourbon. Is this going to be a good combo? I think if they're good tacos, because the bourbon's great, so those okay. are good together. 
That's something that should go together. You don't have to just drink a beer or a margarita. You can have bourbon with your tacos. No, and I think as long as it's not too spicy for me, then uh, uh, it'll it'll go well with the bourbon. Uh, I mean, I love just steak and, and bourbon, so why not uh, a steak uh, uh, taco with uh, with some bourbon? Good point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially this uh, cocktail that Matt made, I think should pair pretty well with I mean, it's, it's got the acidity like a nice little margarita, Mike. It's so very margarita-like, yeah. It's got that going for it. So I think that should pair really well with the, with the tacos. Now, if somebody comes up here for the holiday pop-up event, what do they ask for again with this drink? What's it called? That is the Santa's Helper. Santa's, Santa's Little Helper. Santa's exactly. Little Helper. Not to be confused with the Naughty Santa Taco at Torchy's Tacos. So tell me a little bit about the history up here this is this is like i said stepping back in time walking in here what how long has this distillery been here yeah so the distillery's actually been here since 1856 so to kind of give you a backdrop on that the civil war happened in 1860 so you're talking before that so we all learned about that probably in middle school high school and you probably think man that was eons ago like there wasn't even cars, there was nothing on, but there was a distillery here at that point in time. And so 165 years later, uh, we're still here. So that's a test of time that you don't see hardly anywhere. I think also with that history, you get our natural springs. We have seven natural springs on site that allow us to produce the fantastic bourbon that you've got to try today. And I think that really sets us apart, um, very similar to Kentucky or Tennessee, because we have that natural limestone but yeah, that's just kind of a start of the things that set us apart as a distillery and the time that we've been here and the test of time with that. Yeah, I mean, our, our founder, Ben Holiday, was originally from Kentucky and the Limestone Springs are why, kind of why he settled on this property. And so without that, he, he knew the importance of limestone spring water and producing bourbon. And so without that, he would have never settled here. And yeah, that adds to the ability and the uh, lore of producing bourbon and then kind of maybe not a differentiator versus like a Kentucky or Tennessee type place but one that you don't see a lot around here are seven floor rick houses you typically don't see that on site and so that's that's one of those things that when you come up on a tour you're you're not going to find another place like that in Kansas City it's just a hundred percent unique to here and so that's one of the other things that about us, I think my favorite place to be on site is the Rick House. A lot of the favorite tour routes, you know, anytime I go with people on a tour, that, that always wows them uh, stepping into that Rick House. So it's really great facility primed to, uh, to do some pretty, pretty cool things next year with the release of our bourbon. Is the, the original spring is still here, right? Or one of the original springs is still, is it still active? Or is every, are all yeah, of them? Yeah, obviously all the, the water is underground. So we have right. underground pumps that pump that water into our uh, holiday cistern that was actually uh, built in the mid 1800s. And from there we pumped that water into our uh, uh, cookers and our boilers, so. That's awesome. And you yeah. can go see it, right? It's yeah, just, you can you can check out the original spring, the one that was uh, documented by Lewis and Clark, and yeah, it's it's all on site. You can walk our property, check walk into the ancient cave from what you guys can fact check me, eighteen thirty seven. Is that the, is that the cave just right out here? Yeah, the the tornado shelter. Right. In, in case that we, <laughs> we might need today, we're not sure yet. <laughs> that looks amazing. A cave. I just want to go hang out in the cave. Has anyone ever just like gone on a tour here and just kind of stayed the weekend and you just kind of put them in the cave? 
<laughs> is that possible? As, as far as I know, that's never happened. That <laughs> not, would be uh, not that we know of. Okay. At least uh, we try and make sure everyone exits the building. Okay. All at right. the end of the day, like if I brought a sleeping bag, that would probably be frowned upon, maybe or and a duffel bag of money, and we can make it happen. <laughs> okay. All right. We we have a guard that walks around uh, at night and oh. locks up all the buildings with the the TTB padlocks. So. If you're stuck somewhere, you're gonna you're gonna be stuck. Okay, uh, that's for sure. We're still rolling. All right, we're still going. Up? Oh, no, we're not. Oh yeah, we're we're. Oh yeah, we're going. Okay. <laughs> the worst storm ever recorded in December. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say <laughs> totally. that. Totally. <laughs> so we're recording this in the middle of a historic wind storm outside. So if you hear the roof coming off, that's what's happening. Are the tours open through all through winter? Yeah. So tours, like I said, the days that we're open for our pop-up holiday bar here, we're going to have tours all of those days. Going into January, I think, you know, we'll scale it back a little bit just because it's colder. Um, people don't get out as often, but we'll be open on Friday and Saturdays for tours still. I think we're looking at shutting down maybe a little earlier since it is colder, six o'clock. Um, but we still have the capability to do private events. So let's say a company wants to come out and do kind of like a team building. We can do that, take them throughout the facility, do some bourbon tastings, and then they can have their mingle time while they eat some food and have a good time in our event center. What about skiing? If I came up here to ski, would you recommend skiing first and then taking the tour and drinking the bourbon or maybe drinking the bourbon and then going skiing at Snow Creek? Depends on how good of a skier you are, I think. Because okay. you drink enough bourbon, you're going to be relying <laughs> right. on natural prowess. <laughs> kind of like Jules and Darts over here. He drinks a little bit more, right. gets a little better. Yeah. But if you're not a good skier, it's probably going to go downhill pretty quick and not in a good way. What are some other hot spots up here in Weston that people should check out that you, you've kind of hit up when you're, when you're up here in, in the beautiful well, you, town you of Weston? You definitely need some barbecue at Tin Kitchen. Tin Kitchen? Um, okay. I'm not going to say we go there every week, too, because then people are going to wonder what we even do during the week. But um, we, do, we do are a frequent visitor. Then we also have our uh, store, McCormick on Main, uh, where you can sample uh, everything uh, that we make here on site. Other than that, there's some really good wineries. It's just, yeah, I think in, in, in springtime, especially in fall, uh, it's just uh, very focused on, on outdoors. Uh, we have the, uh, the apple orchard. Uh, we have the uh, red barn, uh, red barn here across the street. Um, yeah, O'Malley's just, is always fun. I like O'Malley's. Yep. Yeah, it's a good joint. There's definitely plenty to do. Also, none of us clearly are women at the table, but my wife loves to come up here and shop with with her mom. So there's a lot of good shopping here in town. If you're into into that, I prefer the O'Malley's or McCormick on Main or or the drinking venues uh, during that time. Now, what is this this bourbon in this? Is this a, what's yeah. this called? A, uh, the holiday? The, the glass, it's a Glencairn glass with the holiday logo etched on, on it. Is it yeah, true so, that bourbon tastes better in a glass like this, or this this is the proper glass to drink it, bourbon in? It right? is the, there's a handful of glasses that are designed to drink bourbon with. And yeah, typically you, you drink it in one of those glasses. I say you drink bourbon however you like. So if you don't ever like to drink it neat or in a, a Glencairn and you want it in a cocktail, then by all means do that. But This is the, the neat style? This is neat. Yep. No ice, no lemon juice or gingerbread syrup or anything like that like what matt's matt's yeah, we, doing but we warmed you up with the cocktail now you get the real deal yeah let's uh, let me uh so i just to uh, take it yeah. all down in one gulp here uh, yeah typically not okay because uh, <laughs> i just saw jules do it, that it depends so. jules I, I did not for the record 
<laughs> yeah, so so normally when you taste with wine, you pick up the glass and you swirl it pretty aggressively. And we try not to do that with bourbon. It can cause a lot of the alcohol to rise up from the bourbon. It's it's a hundred proof as opposed to wine, which is what, you know, somewhere in the twelve to 18% ABV range. And so you don't want to stir up too much of that alcohol. You just kind of rotate it in your hand, kind of just gently mix it. Okay. Uh, let it, if it's been separated, kind of evenly mix back together. And so then with these Glencairn glasses, they kind of have a bottom or a bell to them, I guess. And you can tilt it so that the bourbon rests at the bottom and you nose towards the top. Flavor compounds are lighter than ethanol, so ethanol sinks down towards the bottom. So you can, you kind of nose from the top, okay. pick up the aroma compounds of bourbon, very traditional style, what we're going for. So you'll, you'll get a lot of the barrel notes, the van- vanillas and caramels and that style, but you're also going to be getting this, this has a rye influence in it. It is a bourbon. Uh, but it has a, high, a, a rye influence to it. And so you'll get a lot of those notes, which are a little bit spicier, kind of uh, allspice peppercorn type notes with it. You'll pick that up on the taste as well. So when you sip this, it is 100 proof. So we're going to be bottling at 100 proof. So it's, it's going to taste hot. Alcohol is, uh, it's, it's strong. And so the very first sip kind of shocks you. So typically you just do kind of a small, tiny sip to get your mouth accustomed to the alcohol. And then you go back for a second, second, slightly larger drink. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. I am impressed you didn't immediately cough. I get that a lot with a <laughs> uh, hundred proof alcohol. People typically take a sip and then they're like, oh, I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm just, just, just got, went down the wrong, wrong tube. It, uh, yeah, it definitely is, is a kind of sizzle. It has a little sizzle to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the reasons why it's a hundred proof. So that's a little bit higher than what you'll typically see for a bourbon. And what we're doing is we're doing something called bottled and bond bourbon, and it's a subset of bourbon. It's a kind of a niche segment of that. And it basically states that we have produced everything. So it's been distilled. It's been cooked, fermented, distilled at one facility. It's been aged at that facility for a minimum of four years. And then it's bottled at exactly 100 proof. It's a product of one distillation season. And so it's, it's a unique subset. It started out bottled and bond was kind of the first thing that first consumer protection in the United States. It made sure that people weren't poisoning their whiskey supply, diluting it down putting tobacco spit in it, whatever they were doing with it. Bottled and Bond was created so that you knew that your distillery actually produced the bourbon that you're drinking and that it was safe to drink and that you weren't going to die. It predated the FDA. And so it's it started as consumer protection. Now it's a stamp of authenticity. It's showing that we, we did the whole thing. And so that's what we're going to be releasing next spring. So that's why you're tasting 100 proof bourbon right now. Uh, this is five and a half five years, eight months old. Uh, it'll be six years at our release. And this is the one that's coming out in the spring? Yep. It'll taste similar to this. This is a single barrel. So the, the tastings that we have on site, it's a single barrel, barrel number 47, 16C18 is our lot number. It came from the fifth floor. And so it's a, it's a barrel that we, we have sampled just for the, for the tours. And so uh, you can't buy any of our bourbon out on the market, but you can come up here and taste this on the tours and you can try it out and sample it here. That's nice. I just had my second drink. Mmm, it's really good. It, it very, very traditional bourbon profile. And that's what we're going for. And we want, we want to kind of one of the historic, it, we've, we kept talking about the historic 
nature of our facility, we had bourbon. We produced bourbon for so long. So we actually have stuff in a bottle from, you know, 30 plus years ago. And it was really good bourbon. And we didn't want to mess that up. And so this is using that mash bill. This is using that same formula, everything that we did at that time, trying to recreate that because we tried it and we knew it was it was a good product. And so uh, this is kind of that ode to the past that we had on site and, and really excited about how this has been coming along and progressing. And, and that six year mark, that was a kind of a historic number for us that we would release product at. And so we're, we're approaching that six year and it's tasting very similar and tasting how we want it to. So we're, we're definitely excited. What are some other brands that are distilled up here? Is there any other, is all the McCormick, are all the brands distilled here? Yeah. So we have a bottling facility. So in terms of actual production or distillation, we're only producing the bourbon on site. Okay. Uh, so this is a bourbon facility. And so that's, that's what we're producing here and aging and storing. But we have a family of, of brands in the McCormick portfolio, and those are all brought in on site from our suppliers. And, and we'll, we'll do the processing and bottling of those uh, products. And so, yeah, we have, we have a wide variety, you name it, from vodka to gin to Five Farms Irish Cream to, to any, you know, pretty much anything that you would want to put into a cocktail, we, we produce it. And so we got a lot of spirits here. Is Boone's Farm produced up here? Is that one of your... No, no, okay. Boone's Farm, it, that's, that's a wine, so we can't do any wines. <laughs> okay, so right. uh, no, no, okay. no Boone's Farm coming okay, from our facility. I was hoping yeah. maybe I could see where that's created. Yeah, no. um, <laughs> not today. Not today. Okay. It's, it's still possible. Is There's, that something you might want to purchase that <laughs> recipe? I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's quite in the works for us okay. yet. All right. Yeah. yeah we we'll stick to the, to the high proof alcohol. Okay. I think, All right. So far, All right. So no wine in just, our, our future. Just, a, just an idea. Just maybe something to think about. Um, <laughs> it's very popular with the kids. The kids really like it. Uh, more importantly, how does it pair with tacos? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very the, good. Very good. <laughs> I was wondering if that's why you brought it up. Yeah. Like you like to drink Boone's Farm with yeah, your tacos. I do. I, I could do. see it. If you got something really spicy, you need the sweetness to balance yeah. it out and kind of help round out your overall taste. It's usually just experience. me driving around in my station wagon, eating tacos, <laughs> drinking Boone's Farm, just driving around West in the hills around Weston. That's that's usually a good Saturday night for me. So every week here on the show, we like to check the taco news stories of the week. What do you say? Let's check the taco ticker. All right. These are the taco news stories of the week. I just want to get some of your thoughts on these. Is everybody ready for this? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Born ready. Okay. Here we go. Taco ticker story number one, Jack in the Box. This is a big story this week. Jack in the Box is buying the fellow fast food giant Del Taco. Anyone ever eaten at Del Taco before? Never heard of. Nope. It's uh, more in the Southwest. They're actually moving around to Florida as well. It's kind of a booming. It's the second busiest uh, or the second most popular taco chain next to Taco Bell. Jack in the Box is buying Del Taco for $575 million. Del Taco launched in 1964. It's the second largest Mexican quick service restaurant in the nation. Serves over 3 million people weekly at its nearly 600 locations in 16 states. Um, Jack in the Box specializes in a variety of foods from chicken tenders and french fries to tacos and egg rolls. Anyone a fan of Jack in the Box? I'm not necessarily a fan. I've been there before, maybe twice. Was it after midnight? It was. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Jules? Like, yeah, same same thing. Okay. It's like it's one of those just like Waffle House. You know, you don't right. go there at prime time. You go there in the middle of the night. Did you say they have egg rolls? I, yeah. 
They got everything you could ever want. They got tacos, egg rolls, uh, bacon fries with tacos dipped in bacon fries. and Literally the oddest fast food restaurant I've ever seen because they do have everything. Like anything you could think fast food, they have like one entree from that category. I guess the acquisition makes sense then. I, I don't know. It did seem like they talked more about Jack in the Box than Bell Taco. Del Taco, Del yeah. Taco, Del. So together, Del Taco and Jack in the Box will have over 2,800 restaurants across 25 states. We are thrilled to welcome Del Taco, a beloved brand and proven regional winner to the Jack in the Box family, said Darren Harris, CEO of Jack in the Box. This is a natural combination of two like-minded challenger brands with outstanding growth opportunities. Harris added, Del Taco has a loyal, passionate guest base and a strong operating model, and we believe that we can leverage our infrastructure, experience refranchising and development strategy to support Del Taco's growth plans and expand Del Taco's footprint. We can't wait to welcome the Del Taco team members and franchisees to the Jack family. Does this mean Del Taco's tacos are now going to taste like Jack in the Box's tacos? This is a good question. I'm just, are they trying to compete with like KFC? Taco Taco Bell. Bell, Like when they put these together, like they're just going to... It's like Walmart and Target. Is that what they're trying to go for here? Yeah. It's like, let's get two trash food places <laughs> and just expand the trash food and just uh, market take it into jewels. That good old Kentucky hut. <laughs> Dell Taco in the Box. I like it. I think you just gave them the yeah. best marketing they've ever had. <laughs> they, they reference themselves as Jack. Is that at the end? The Jack family. Yeah. yeah. See, I immediately think of uh, Jack. Daniels when I hear Jack. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. So that I guess I'm the wrong industry to hear that press release. I don't know. <laughs> it says here that this sale comes roughly three years after Jack in the Box parted ways with Qdoba. I didn't know Qdoba and Jack in the Box were partners. Is anyone a Qdoba fan? Once again, tried it, but I, everywhere I've ever tried it, they're usually out of business within like a couple of years. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't go back very often, I guess. Uh, it, it, purchased, it purchased the chain in 2003 and finalized the decision to sell it in 2018 after Qdoba suffered a decrease in sales. Harris said Monday that Del Taco will be a better fit than Qdoba since it already attracts similar customers to Jack in the Box and has locations in the same markets. So I guess this means they aren't going to, the Del Tacos are not going to become Jack in the Boxes. So I don't know um, if I'm excited or disappointed by that. I kind of want to see them side by side now that we've talked about it. <laughs> I just really want to go to Jack in the Box and try egg rolls now, but that's just me. You know, the Jules best... had four bourbons, by the way. One of the best things about Jack in the Box is their tacos are like 99 cents for two tacos, or like $1.29 for two tacos. It's a great deal. Great deal. Uh, I'm not sure how much their egg rolls are, but I think it's probably the similar thing, like two giant egg rolls for a dollar. So just don't ask what's in the egg rolls. Yeah, don't never. I've never known what's in egg rolls. What what is in egg rolls? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, taco ticker story number two. This is something I talked about a little bit on last week's episode. Chipotle is starting to sell a soap that is uh, cilantro scented. Is anyone interested in uh, smelling like cilantro? Uh, not necessarily, but uh, I've, I've heard worse uh, scents, you know. But uh, Different kinds of soap yeah, that have different yeah, smells yeah. to them? Because I, I, uh, I think it was Del Taco sold a soap that smelled like or tasted like... Power just went out. 
And we're back. Uh, let me let me just start this story over again. <laughs> I can kind of see what, what I'm wondering. About. It's just very a, dark in here. It's very dark, and he yeah. printed off the news story. <laughs> it's not reading it on his phone where or it has a, a screen light or a computer or anything. He, he's trying to read this piece of paper in, in the dark here at the Holiday Distillery. We're taking it back to 1856 right now. <laughs> so some people think cilantro is delicious. Anyone, uh, any, everyone pro cilantro or no cilantro here at the table? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm pro cilantro, but I don't know if I want my hands to smell like it. But Okay. No cilantro. No cilantro. It tastes like soap, which is you're why they're making a soap. That's, yeah, soap. You're a soap person. I enjoy cilantro. Okay. So people think it tastes like soap, and now Chipotle is bringing both sides together. Chipotle launched an $8 cilantro soap bar made of organic oils and coriander essential oil, and it's already sold out a day after launch. The strange and silly stocking stuffer comes after Chipotle posted a mock, or what they then thought was going to be mock, photo of a cilantro soap on Instagram in August, engaging both haters and fans of the herb. Making the real thing plays into a larger trend of turning digital moments into real-life experiences, said Chris Branch, chief marketing officer at Chipotle in a statement. Cilantro has been one of Chipotle's most polarizing ingredients and the company has a clear stance on the debate. Not liking cilantro is something you should try keeping to yourself, Chipotle tweeted in July. Crap, I already broke that rule. And back in 2019, (laughs) the chain tweeted a moment of silence for the people who think cilantro tastes like soap. Cilantro tastes like soap to roughly 4 to 14% of the general population thanks to genetics. So yeah, I mean it's all these special things are selling out everyone wants cilantro soap i'm intrigued so they sell this at like the store like when you go to chipotle and get like a bowl i think it like, was an online thing um, yeah it sold out did you not listen to that I part you out. can't <laughs> buy it in the store come on this is like pappy the pappy of soap you can't so you get your like app and you're like i'm gonna order chipotle and then you're like okay they got soap on here now <laughs> oh yeah i'll take two of those i wonder if you ate it if it would just be like eating like if you bit into the bar of soap, if that would be like eating cilantro. Tasty, yeah. I'm going to guess it's going to taste like soap still, but. <laughs> or, or does it taste like cilantro? It's an interesting concept because you get, you get kids, if they say cuss words, you're supposed to wash their mouth out with soap or whatever, you right. know, right? Like what would that taste like? Is that better or worse than the. It's worse for 4 to 14% 4 to 4, of the world. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, that would really, uh, that would be bad for those kids that are soap people, (laughs) soap children, as we'll call them. Back at candlelight. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me. We'll come right back after this break. Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. All right. This is called Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. This is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City. I have a cup here filled with Kansas City topics, and I'm going to have you each pull a topic from the cup, and we will discuss. Jules, you want to go first? What'd you get there? Uh, best place to bring out-of-town guests. Best place in KC to bring out-of-town guests. I think we're at one right now, wouldn't you say? I mean, absolutely, yeah. You should bring all out-of-town guests and in-town guests to the Holiday Distillery in Western Missouri, for sure. Thanks for that lead-in. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> 
Uh, we always talk about that, like day trips and stuff. And I always, I always like to mention Weston. It's a good day trip. It you know? really is. Yeah. I think it's honestly the best day trip in Kansas City. Um, I think Lawrence is a close second. Like they're a little bigger, obviously. This is a smaller town. As a K State fan, I take offense to that and yeah. I would strongly disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, it just depends on where you're from. Like I love K State as well. I just. Lawrence is closer, so right, right. I can't really tell someone to take a day trip to Manhattan unless they want to drive. For food, I feel like Jack Stack is kind of the go-to, right? Or or Oklahoma or Joe's KC. Joe's KC Q39. Q39 I was just there yeah, a couple like weeks ago, and there were, there were a bunch of out-of-town uh, Broncos fans in town for the for the Chiefs game, and they're all eating Q39. So I think when people travel to see NFL games or Royals games, they all go to all the barbecue spots in KC. Yeah. So. I, you know, like to keep barbecue out of it. I, I think Extra Virgin is probably my favorite restaurant in town, uh, given it's not crazy expensive and it's it's just very good food. And um, they do a good industry night. So coming from the industry, it's always uh, uh, been great going there on Wednesdays or, or on happy hour. It's just a, a great, great place with, you know, probably the best chef in town. So Have you had the duck tacos? Yes, actually, I did. Yeah. And what, what were your what were your thoughts? It's, everything is phenomenal over there. I think everything uh, everything they do is, and the same thing. I'll go there, and every time I'll try something new. But usually, you always go back to the same things. You know, is good. So, yeah, I just love. Usually, that's that's what I do. Is I have, I have people come from out of town. That's where I take them. Does it have to be a restaurant, or can it be just anywhere? No, anywhere. Yeah, okay. I mean, you mentioned Lawrence is a good good yeah. uh, place to go. I, think, I mean, I guess that's out of KC, but yeah, it's I good. think. In Kansas City, to me, um, one of the coolest places in the city is the uh, World War One Museum. Yep. Um, definitely, you can't go to that anywhere else in the United States. So if you're in Kansas City, to take even three or four hours, and it's just a trip back in time. And I think a lot of people forget, maybe, about what happened in the world just 100 years ago or a little over 100 years ago. And so you go through there and you get a... I guess a little more gratitude for how far we've come, maybe how far we still have to go, but uh, how short 100 years is in that time span. So yeah, that'd probably be mine. As an engineer and a a father to a five-year-old, I typically would pick Science City. I I love that place. It's fun. It's fun for me. So that's, of course, you might want to make sure your out-of-town guests have kids. Uh, Otherwise, it might be a little weird. But no, it's <laughs> if, if they do, that's a good time. Yeah, Union Station and uh, Liberty Memorial, just standing up there getting the, you know, that's a great place to get a photo with the family or out-of-town guests just on top there looking over Union Station. And yeah, definitely the World War Steamboat one Arabia is another good one uh, that, that I really enjoyed that I didn't know for the longest was there. And then the first time I visited, I was just blown away about, you know, that it was right off the, 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 the Missouri River in Parkville and and all the history that they basically dug up, you know, in some in some way very similar to what we have here where mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people come up here and don't realize the history we have here and, you know, what we're doing out here. So that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Matt, you want to pull a topic here? Best thing about KC, worst thing about KC. Oh, wow. Best thing about KC, worst can thing. Can I go first on the worst? Yeah, sure. Grandview Triangle. Is that, can I, can I say that? <laughs> No. All the people from Grand Blue Triangle are just like, 
Didn't they rename it because it had because Grandview Triangle oh, had they? such a bad connotation? Well, like, see, that when I lived down there, that's that's what it was called. Yeah. So no, I'd always drive back on four thirty five, and it, you'd just be stuck forever. They and renamed it, was, it the uh, Three Trails Crossing because it doesn't have such a bad bad uh, connotation okay. as the Grandview Triangle because well, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle, you know. That uh, are offended by that. That is a but bad area. That was my worst part was that driving that back that way every day during traffic anyone else have a best or worst thing <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm leading with the bad thing <laughs> that, that's okay well i, I thought uh, about a bad thing uh, at first as well and that's uh, you know midwest humidity summer it's just i am still not used to it i don't want to get used to it you know you don't want to leave your house when it's that hot but uh, yeah it's definitely something i don't i don't really enjoy and now we've got the added bonus of it being 70 degrees in december so i have a feeling we're going to pay for that <laughs> yeah. somehow some way <laughs> Uh, worst thing about Kansas City, I'm going to go with, uh, so Kansas City, obviously right down the line, you have Missouri and Kansas. In the wintertime, Casey mows roads, like after it snows and then ice. And, and the salt. Yeah, and then it's like so many of those roads just get tore up and it's like you hit potholes and you blow a tire, something goes wrong. Like that's my thing. So I try and avoid like February in KCMO. I'm like, if I can drive on the Kansas side, nothing against KCMO. I love it. It's just like the roads. The roads are bad. Yeah. Uh, January, February, and then, then March is uh, fixing the pothole season yeah. over there. Yeah. The best, I, I, I'm going to be slightly cliche, but I got a decent story behind it, is the people are just you know, the Midwest, apparently Midwest glass of water is a thing and the Midwest kindness and hospitality is a thing. So uh, we went out to the the Chiefs Monday night football game against the Giants and we were standing in line for a porta potty and there's a guy from a, a Giants fan and he, he was clearly first in line, but uh, so, someone else kind of came right up and he's like get, kind of getting a little combative and the the guy from Kansas City is just like no you you were here first go ahead use the use the porta potty first like that's fine I, no no reason to get upset it's like wait what really that does, that doesn't happen in New York like no we we fight over this porta potty like and, and so you know the the <laughs> hospitality that are, is here is definitely a, a a positive for Kansas City. Yeah, and on the same line, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, that's probably one of Kansas City's best things. Uh, That is a big best thing, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's uh, someone that uh, didn't grow up watching football. I uh, definitely start enjoying it, watching it, uh, uh, and it helps that they're they're pretty good, so. I'm gonna pick two things. So uh, Kansas City, for me, I love baseball. So sitting, out at the K in the summer. I mean, they have, I think here, 81 home games um, in a full season. So, you know, when they're really good, it's packed out there. When they're not, it's, you know, pretty sparsely populated. But I think just being able to sit out there and enjoy an evening and take in the game, um, it's just an experience. Uh, Beautiful facility that they have out there. And then to piggyback on that, I would say the architecture in Kansas City. There's a lot of historical buildings. Um, just you can see the test of time, whether you go through downtown um, or over in maybe Mission Hills and see all those classic old homes um, and all the money spent there. It just uh, kind of wows you sometimes. Well, we'll go back to when I don't like to drive down Ward Parkway in February. <laughs> you go through Mission Hills? <laughs> yeah. I love to drive down it <laughs> on like April, May after it's yeah. been fixed. And, you know, the 
trees are starting to blossom and you can drive by all those beautiful, whether it be all the fountains, the houses. Um, but yeah, it's just a pretty drive. All right. Last topic. Pull a good one. I feel like we, we got this one. Best place to bring out of town guests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, Jules put it back in. Come can, on, Jules. We can always go, go that was, that was me. That I put it back in there thinking, there's no way he'd pull the same one. Favorite KC guilty pleasure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jules is first. <laughs> El McGay on Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Matt, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Kansas City. It's got to be the barbecue. <laughs> like, barbecue is great, but if you eat it every day, like, we just have so many barbecue restaurants. It's like, you got to kind of ration yourself. Otherwise, you might gain 100 pounds over a given right. couple of years. And the sides, so, all the different sides. Oh, yeah. yeah. With, like, the cheesy corn, the beans that have, like, everything on top of them. Like I said, fantastic barbecue in Kansas City, but it's just, like, a guilty pleasure because it's, like, you can't indulge all the time with that right so definitely still mine but uh that's that's fine don't get invited to to taco tuesday ever with you guys <laughs> and and you steal and my ideas kitchens. <laughs> uh no so i would say so now that we live in atchison we don't make it down to kansas city all that often so when we go uh we typically consume entirely too much alcohol and so going to all the, the different uh, bars, restaurants down there and just drinking, that's, that's, and now with the streetcar, that just made it entirely too easy to get a hotel down there and just go everywhere across town and just get a little bit too much bourbon in your system. So I, I would say now that I've moved out of town, guilty pleasure is drinking. Also my job. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you got to get out there and sample. <laughs> got to get out there and sample the drinks. All right. It's time. It's time to put these tacos to the test. All right, we've got our tacos here from El Maguey. Uh, what should we start with? We've got the street tacos and the crunchy beef taco. What's everybody want to start with? Let's start with the crunchy beef since I already ate half of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, good. I like the, like the cheese on it. and uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a soft taco guy, but... Uh, yeah, not bad at all. Let me try that too, everybody. Let's uh, take a bite here. It's a nice, uh, nice sized taco. Not a small crunchy taco. Pretty, pretty good sized. This is your basic, uh, yeah, just your crunchy ground beef. It's got lettuce, lots of melted cheese on here. Lots of melted cheese. This is pretty much like what mom made in, in uh, Northwest Kansas. Yep. This would be what my grandma called gringo tacos. Yep, exactly. Hmm, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm just missing the Cool Ranch. Uh, shell but other than that right good. the classic cool ranch yeah i can see myself eating about four of these on a taco tuesday with the 99 cent taco tuesday special yeah i mean it's definitely a taco i wouldn't turn down that's for sure mm. oh we've got the verde yeah the salsa verde there we go that's where it's at that's what they usually put with the street tacos when jules drags me there like every day day <laughs> after day after day i hope her boss isn't listening but <laughs> is there any um any Mexican restaurants or, or places that serve tacos in uh, downtown Weston? I mean, there's a lot of bars down there. Are there ta bar tacos anywhere? I don't, I don't think, think there's so. any, as far as I know. No, uh, I know one of the one of the local restaurants has done kind of like a street vendor tacos. I've seen that at at some of the events we've had in the past uh, downtown, but not any permanent taco locations. No, it's a very magical town, but it does not have tacos. 
That's that's it's the one, maybe the one mark against the town of Weston. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, I guess that that's, <laughs> that's a fair. Yeah, but I mean, if they ever need someone to bring tacos to people, I will drive up here and just start passing them out. You know, I could do that. Hey, if you're doing it for free, call me. I'll be there. All right, <laughs> let's move on to the the street tacos. You want to do the uh, you want to do the carne asada first, or you want to do the um, the El Pastor? Now that we're not on the Gringo tacos, I feel like uh, Matt gets to choose which one he wants to go for next. Carne asada. That's carne what asada. Try, guys. Okay, I would say that one would pair the best with the bourbon, in my opinion. All right, here we go. And so far, yeah, bourbon with tacos is a good good thing. It's it's going great together. It's nothing to be scared of, guys. I'm telling. I don't think I'm ever scared of bourbon. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> mm. Kyle, here's a good question. I don't even know the answer. How long have you been drinking bourbon? Like, when did you first decide, like, hey, I'm gonna start drinking bourbon all the time and be a master distiller along with it? Yeah, the master distiller part that was uh, that was pure luck. You know, typically not a lot of these jobs open up. But the the drinking bourbon part was probably a similar time when I was introduced to the broader world in general. College, so <laughs> that was the standard intro, and then my Father-in-law kind of got into buying some more expensive bottles back when you could find the the nice bottles easily, and then kind of kept going from there. Now, what's the what's the story with the Pappy bottle? People will talk about the Pappy all the time. What is that's a Kentucky thing, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a bourbon out of out of Buffalo Trace and and Kentucky, and uh, it has just grown and grown in popularity and now at this point it's just one of those things that's so impossible to get and so expensive that everyone really really wants to make sure they have that it'd be like if taco bell kind of only created jules's dorito taco like (laughs) in very limited quantities once a year and they spread them randomly throughout the country you know he would be driving all over the place saying that if he could find his dorito taco so is there anything similar to that here at the holiday distillery are you thinking of maybe starting something like that like a specially shaped bottle we definitely have been working towards the bottle and label design we don't have any bourbons out so i you know if any of ours would be on the market they'd be as exclusive as pappy because they're they're just not available but uh <laughs> no we'll we'll be releasing next spring in in limited quantities and so it's going to be starting to roll out in the the broader kansas city market and so yeah it's going to be going to be a fun time nice also this does work with the carne asada and the bourbon this carne asada is great. I, I'm right there with you. One of the best That's tacos. why we end up there for yeah. lunch often. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many tacos do you usually get? Three? Is it three to an order there? Four it's to actually an order? four. 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 Yeah. Do they you, make sure we're full when we leave. That's nice. That's a good price, or that's a good uh, good amount. So you two get the same thing every time, and they haven't just, they just don't start making it uh, as you enter the door, and Hopefully. you go there three to four times a week? <laughs> Hopefully after this, they'll be listening, obviously, because... They want to know what's going on in the taco world in Kansas City. Right. And it's like, it's oh. been a bit disappointing, yeah, when <laughs> they don't roll out the red carpet when we arrive. But uh, one day, one day. Hopefully after this podcast, they'll be like, ah, oh, those guys, we know them now. You could do a special uh, appearance where you show up with some darts and like pose for pictures and like sign people's tacos. Yeah, I don't know about- how excited they get about that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun for me for sure. <laughs> Should we move on to the uh, Alpa store? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Jules, how is it? The carne asada is better. What's better? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I'll second that. The El Pastor is good, but it's just can't stand up to the carne asada, man. I like the juiciness of the El Pastor. It's a little more juicy than the carne asada. Both delicious. I've been trying to do the bourbon pairing with it, and I do, I do think the uh, carne asada is slightly better pairing. So flavors don't quite meld as okay. much on this one. Yeah. Pause for taco chewing. 
what else would you recommend from El Maguey? Have you had anything else on the menu besides we don't talk the B word here on the show? If you say it, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> uh, anything other than the B word that you get at El Maguey? We, we did venture out at least once, but I don't remember what we had. I don't think I've gotten anything other than street tacos there. That's what like, I like to hear. Once you find something that's like gold standard, you just, why try anything else? We definitely, on the drive over there, we've, you know, kind of, talking so maybe we should try something different like why why are we so boring and every time it's we drive to the same place but i think we're just hoping that the guy that takes our order will eventually be like it's jules and matt again and he'll know what we want and then it'll just like show up magically maybe next time you go in just go be like hey it's us jules and matt we're back just so he knows your names yeah we, we kind of have a routine so we uh We'll go to the liquor store uh, next door and uh, we stare at the bottles of liquor in the wall and, you know, what bottles we want and what bottles we can't afford and uh, why they're charging uh, double the price. So that's kind of our, our, you know, once a week routine. So just to be clear, though, the, the Pappy that you talked about earlier, that would not be on the shelf that uh, you, you can't find it just at any. No. Yeah. And they actually do have uh, some some uh, bottles that are hard to find, but they're just uh, um, the, the, the price is. Uh, twice of uh, what retail price should be and that's the only reason they have it on the shelf so usually we just go look at the same bottles and you know wonder uh, why we can't afford it so uh, (laughs) much like children at christmas time that look in the department store window in the christmas store you are looking in the window of the liquor store at the bottles you want for christmas and they probably do know us there because they think we're annoying because we never (laughs) buy something so (laughs) but we always ask about our products so (laughs) they know we work at holiday distillery (laughs) All right, are we ready to give our final review on these tacos? So we do it so. a scale of one to five golden tacos, five being best. What would you give the tacos at El Maguey? I mean, the hard shell for what it was, I think, for, for it was pretty decent. Uh, not, not very dry, so that, I like that. I would say, I mean, at three. And then the carne asada, I would say a five. And then the, what was the other one again? El Pastor. El Pastor. I would say... I don't know. Four? Yeah, that's that's my uh, verdict. Matt, what would you give them? All right. We'll start with my least favorite. And it's not bad. It's just not my cup of tea, the hard shell taco. I'd give it a three just because Taco Bell for me would be like a one, maybe 1.5. Jules, it's like a 4.5. So um, the second one, <laughs> Al Pastor, I would say that's like a solid four. That's a great street taco. Um, got a lot of flavor. Definitely not the carne asada that I love, that I live by. I'd give, you said one to five, their carne asada street taco is a six. Like, oh, wow. that good. I've been to a lot of places in Kansas City. I think it's up there. So final, That's final answer for me. So I, I feel like it's pretty pretty much same across the board. I'm, I'm pretty similar to both of them. Same ranking, the, the carne asada, loved it. It's great. Others, definitely good. Yeah, so I'll give just to mix it up, what, three and a half, four and a half, and five and a half. Just split the difference between the two, even though five and a half isn't possible out of five. <laughs> Do you wish these guys would invite you with them to go get tacos sometime soon? Yeah, I, I like them less now, knowing they don't ever invite me. So uh, they're now towards the bottom of my list of employees that I'm going to hang out with ever. So, you know, <laughs> strong. it's... <laughs> I'm going to go just all together. I'm going to say uh, 4.2 out of 5 Golden Tacos. Those two street tacos were great. I can't wait to go back and get some more. I, w- I definitely want to get some more of the carne asada. I'd like to throw this out there, not to cut you off, but yeah. 
Jules is going to be gone, Kyle, in the Netherlands. And where London, is that where else you're going? Yeah. So, I mean, I got like a month of lunches. So I'm, I'm no this, one to go I'm with. I'm the backup plan. Okay. <laughs> no, you're number one, man. You're number one. I also am an optimist and I look at it and think after that, you know, however many weeks gone, Jules is going to be kicked out. And then I'm just going to be. Well, he doesn't like to drive. So you're going to have to be the one driving. Ugh. So that adds to man. it. And I'll come back and I'll gladly drive. So then uh, the kind of the fight is on who's going to come with me when I'm back. Ah, yeah, tough. you might replace him in the taco taco lunch crew. And then he's going to have to find another employee to go get tacos uh, with, maybe, with Matt. Maybe at this point we're going to row the taco lunch crew. And then we're going to exclude Jules when he comes back. Because he's the driver. <laughs> he just said he drives and he doesn't Chauffeur. invite me. So, uh, hey, we got a shuttle that fits 14, so we can. The holiday taco wars are going on yeah. up here yeah. over the next couple months. You guys do have a shuttle here? Yeah. Could, so you could dr- just drive around Weston and have like a taco party on the, on the holiday shuttle? It's possible. We've never done it, but it's possible. There's all, all sorts of things taco wise <laughs> you guys could start incorporating into the holiday distillery. It's fact, Jules, what do you think? I mean, uh, we got to run it by our safety. Uh, that's true. Oh, you never safety know. Crew. Certificate of insurance. You got to have that if you're going to bring tacos in. So Crunchy shells sometimes get caught in people's uh, gums, and that <laughs> could that lead hurts. to like yeah. dental expenses. Right. That's why we got Kyle here. His wife that, is a dentist. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> yep. I was uh, choking on the El Pastor earlier. I don't know if you heard me coughing. And so it was, uh, yeah, that, that is a, a potential safety liability for sure. We do know CPR, though. Both Jules and I certified. Oh, wow, good. Does that come up often here on the uh, bourbon tours? Not very often. Like we just time. actually, uh, <laughs> we just had an issue, or an issue. We had an incident a couple of weeks ago, and we just received a letter in the mail that, uh, that Matt over here... Uh, um, Provided uh, some uh, some first aid, and I think he actually lost consciousness. Is what the what the letter yeah. said. But uh, and you took you helped him. Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't have to give him CPR. Luckily, uh, we did get an ambulance out here for him and uh, got him back to uh, 100% health. And you know, they actually and I told him I was like, if you were my dad, because he wanted to go back on the tour. I was like, there's no way you can go on a tour right now. Like you can't walk around the distillery. You passed out like three times. And I was like, if you're my dad, like, I'm telling you, you got to go see your primary care doctor. You need to get to the hospital. Like, something is not right. And I think in the letter, she said that they had gone to two specialists and were trying to figure out what was wrong or what caused that. So That's awesome. Yeah. So we love these tacos. They're delicious. There are some other people that love them as well. This is the time of the show called Good Reviews Read and funny voices. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. All right, Jules, who do you have there? I got Ori Tuku Kondo. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm from Mississippi, so I know good food. So when I saw a five-star rated Mexican restaurant, I was thinking, yeah, right. I could have waited to give this place three stars. I was wrong. Food was perfect texture, taste, and service size. It won't go wrong at all. And the bathrooms are unbelievably clean. Five stars. <laughs> wow. Good, good review on the uh, bathrooms there. Unbelievably clean. And I can actually, I can actually uh, second that. The bathrooms are really clean, which usually, coming from a, a background of uh, hotel industry and, and restaurants, the bathrooms are always telling of the kitchen. So, And then a guy from Mississippi, I mean, just really blown away by the tacos. They might not have 
good tacos in Mississippi. It's great. Who do you have there, Matt? It's crazy. So Jules Van Dagen left a review, and we have it here on the paper. Oh, no way. So I'm going to do it in Jules's voice, as close as I can do. Okay. Obviously. We're best friends, so it's okay. So I say. I don't know if he says that. <laughs> That's but. what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Jules Van Dagen. Little Magway is by far my favorite Mexican restaurant. Best street tacos in PC. Slang for Platte County. Pretty much all food there is fantastic. The quesadilla fajita, that's right up my street. <laughs> I've been eating El Magway for over 20 years, since I came here from the Netherlands. On the way back to Independence, Missouri, that one won't disappoint either. I've had the margaritas once in 20 years, and they are also very fantastic. Five stars. <laughs> that sounds like Vladimir. That's someone else. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot of El, El Magues, so I hope they all have the same same standards. I hope yeah, they're we, all. Yeah, we had no idea. We felt special. We thought we were going to a family-owned place, which which actually might still be the case. But I don't have a funny voice, like ever. I've never done that. Never done. <laughs> so, no, no, in my life, like you know, eating <laughs> eating uh, good tacos in Western Kansas and having funny voices that just didn't exist. You know, it's we just need some helium for you or something like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just try to be extra enthusiastic. Okay. Uh, so yeah. wow, that was fantastic. Born and bred KC native here, but lived the last five years in Seattle. Seattle is great. Don't get me wrong but they just ruined Mexican food for me. El Maguey was a breath of fresh air. Cheap, tasty margarita, check. Fajitas on a sizzling platter, check. <laughs> Kids menu complete with sigh eye roll. French fries, check. The whole family was happy. The giant glass of water were the Midwestern cherry on top. I cannot wait until our next obligatory KC trip to visit family. We will be back. Five stars. That was from Zelda. That was great. A big glass, giant glass of water was the cherry on top. Midwestern cherry. Apparently that's a thing for us Midwesterners. So the glasses of water there are huge? Fan, just, yeah. I am a little, little disappointed because we don't get cherries on top. So. Yeah, it must be that's a, weird a thing. sexist, you know, yeah. the guys, they're not giving out. They cherries. put cherries on top of their water. That's so strange. So yeah, to, to recap... El Maguey location in Platte City. That's the one we, we did tonight. But there are also many, many other locations all around KC. Step into El Maguey and uh, have some tacos. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. This is Chris Lost. And found Jim. And Rick Rewound. And we're from the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. And you're listening to Taco the Town with W. Dave Keith. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. This is Taco Topics. This is where I get your in-depth, innermost taco feelings. Don't be afraid to bear your taco soul. Is everyone uh, ready to go here? Always. All right, here we go. Question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Got to be juicy. I agree. I agree. That was a juicy taco tonight. So uh, at least the El Pastor was very juicy. I enjoyed that. Balance, kind of like what I look for in a bourbon. A a, a nice balance of the acidity and fatness. I don't want it too one-dimensional and too greasy or too acidic. So overall, uh, a nice balance. 
For me, it'd be the experience. So where you eat the taco, it's the ambiance. Where you eat it with? It's true, Jules. That's true. <laughs> See, Jules sets the ambiance. That's why we keep going back I feel back like you guys should have an offshoot <laughs> of this podcast called Taco Taco Friends or Taco Taco Brothers. Taco Brothers. That's it right there. And it's just 100 episodes of every every time you eat at the same taco place, you just go to El Maguey in Platte City <laughs> and you try to get the guys to remember... Our you name. Can, your name, yeah. <laughs> and you just talk about your order, the same order every time. I doubt that I'm ever going to be and invited. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle will never get not, invited. It's just not like going to happen. <laughs> like, I won't make an appearance on that one. It's fine. Whatever. I agree. The experience is, is big uh, when you're eating your tacos. Uh, the ambiance, the room. The, clean uh, restrooms. The clean restrooms, yes. Question number two. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell. I'm a corn soft shell kind of guy. Corn shell, okay. Soft, yeah. Okay. Hot or mild salsa, or maybe just a little bit of lime on your tacos. Depends what's in the taco. I do like spicier, though. If I'm doing like tonight and I'm pairing it with a 100-proof bourbon neat, probably not the hot. I don't think that would quite work as well, but otherwise, yeah, I, I like a little bit of spiciness. I'm going to go with that. The salsa verde we had tonight, something like that. Okay. A little bit of spice and then a lime. Perfect. Yeah, I don't really do spicy, so for me, definitely mild. But yeah, the salsa verde is is pretty good. Yeah, that was good. So we've already covered this pro cilantro or no cilantro. Kyle, you're no. I'm no. Pro. 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 Okay. What are you drinking with your tacos on a regular basis? Are you doing the bourbon? Are you doing a margarita, a cerveza? What do you drink with your tacos? Hussong's tequila. Margarita. Neat. On the rocks. However you want to do it. I would agree with that. Uh, Hussong's or... Who songs, who songs? Who songs? Tequila is is our uh, tequila we we bring in from Mexico. We oh, got okay. the, the range of the the different types of uh, tequila in that lineup. Uh, so yeah, it, it makes a terrific uh, margarita, Paloma, whatever you want to make with it, or a Pacifico. I like a Pacifico. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I would I would probably stick with beer for dinner. Yeah, and then obviously a, a good Mexican beer probably fits uh, best with that. Do you have a favorite? Uh, Modelo. Yeah. Okay. Favorite side dish with your tacos? Chips and salsa, chips and guac, chips and queso, beans and rice. If you had to pick one. Chips and queso. And I'm probably another unpopular opinion, but I feel like guac is slightly overrated. I, I don't I don't prefer guac. And maybe it's because people usually put cilantro in it. That's say, probably like the reason it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm not typically picking the, the guac. Would you say that's your most unpopular taco opinion? I would I would say so. Yeah, I get a lot of uh, a lot of people who strongly disagree with me on that one. But yeah, I, I can live without guac. I'd be one of those people that disagree. With Kyle, finding okay, out why I'm never invited to taco. I, I love <laughs> chips and guac, and Jules knows that. Like. I don't have to say. We just look in each other's eyes, and he's yeah. like, we're going to need some chips and guac. It's a true story. <laughs> it's actually how we met. <laughs> Over some chips and guac? Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, rice and beans, actually. I'm not, I usually skip those. Okay. Even if, I, if they serve it with it, I, I don't eat it. But the chips and guac, definitely. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? What do you eat as much as I eat tacos? So I don't have a lot of choices in Atchison, Kansas. What's that place? Uh, Pete's Seafood. Pete, Pete's Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Yeah, there's. <laughs> What's that place like? Uh, it's it's okay. They got uh, their family <laughs> is actually Greek, and so they they make really good Greek food. Oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, the the 
pita is similar to, I guess, a, a taco. So you yeah, can, Greek taco, you can go, yeah, like, uh, uh, a euro, yeah, yeah. So it's good. I like typical. I like ramen. I mean, ramen or any sort of sushi bento box, any sort of Korean and Japanese. But I'm not really finding that often in Atchison. So I'm gonna go with sushi, but I also am gonna say. I might eat more tacos than you do, Dave. Like I love me some tacos. I would say three to four times a week. Oh yeah, we're right up. We're yeah. equal then, yeah, yeah. But you always just go to El Maguey. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I got to go around to all these different places. <laughs> you know, I mean, so you're eating four tacos four times a week. Yeah, so we're talking. Oof, yeah, we're right 16 up there. Tacos, man. So uh, that's uh, mm, so four times a week. Every four times a week, four tacos every meal. Every week out of the year, that's a lot of tacos. That's a lot of tacos. No, I'd say pizza. I like myself a good. I like spin pizza actually. Is that I'm your like, favorite pizza in KC? I like it because it's uh, you know, I don't feel like really stuffed after I eat it. I, I don't feel uh, you know bloated and all that stuff. And and usually what they and they have good specials too. It's like a, a half salad and a half pizza or a half sandwich and a half. There we go. Is that the place where you can bring your own bottle of wine and they'll open it for you and then they like put it in a bag if you don't finish it? Yeah, and most places will actually do that. They'll charge you a corkage fee. And mm-hmm. then uh, kids eat free on Sunday. It's been pizza. So that's a good one to know. Is, is the corkage fee the same on Boone's Farm as it is on a, a regular <laughs> bottle? I mean, it's got the... That's why you bring the Magnums of the three liters. So <laughs> I got kicked out of a spin pizza for bringing in too much Boone's Farm to, to drink. They're like, no, sir. Remember what happened last year? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So they, they have a picture of me with my Boone's Farm bottle in the kitchen. And they say, don't let this guy bring Boone's Farm in to spin well, I pizza. I bring my seven-month-old son, and I make oh. him order pizza because it's free, and then I eat the pizza. So. <laughs> Is that the place that also gives you... The uh, dough to play with. The children get dough to play with. Jules eats that too. Yeah, you eat that up. <laughs> Do you have a dream taco eating destination somewhere in the world that you've always wanted to eat a taco or somewhere you've been that you're like, you know, if I had a taco here, this might be the perfect place to eat a taco. On the beach in Maui. Maui, okay. Yeah. They have tacos in Hawaii? Probably. Some kind. Yeah, but I didn't have a great taco. So. Oh, really? Bad taco experience? I mean, it just wasn't great. It was like You just yeah. want to upgrade your Maui taco. Yeah, I had the view. I had the temperature. I had everything you wanted in life, and the taco was just meh. Just okay. That's always sad. If Jules had been there, it might have been better. I don't yeah, know. Definitely. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, the beach is a good good place to start, but yeah, I, didn't, I never really thought about anything like that. So, What's the most what beautiful beach? place in the Netherlands to eat a taco? Or city, the countryside? Yeah, the city that I'm from is the oldest city in the country, so we still have the old uh, medieval walls uh, around it. So What's maybe the city? on the, on the uh, Maastricht. Okay. So maybe uh, on top of the medieval wall and uh, with a taco in hand. So always wanted to eat a taco on, on top of a castle or a medieval wall. <laughs> yeah, well, there, that's your chance. Kyle. So I'm not, I'm not drawn to the coastal locations nearly as much. So I'll pick a mountainous lake that uh, eating, eating some tacos beside it, maybe go fishing after, afterwards if I'm not, not too full. Sounds yeah. beautiful. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down a taco? Would you ever turn down a taco? I mean, 
if you're full, you're full. But uh, I, I can't say I've ever been in that position where I had to turn down a taco. Not, not Always not. up for a good taco. If you were at Elma Gay and you'd already eaten your four tacos and your friends that work there come out and go, because you guys are such good good guests, uh, customers, we brought you four more tacos apiece. Would you be down for that? Jules knows me well enough to know that I always have a happy plate, which means my plate is completely empty after every lunch. So... It's also the same dead. guy that uh, uh, has ordered two meals for lunch uh, multiple times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you would be down for more tacos. Always yes. down for more tacos. I, I was going to suggest episode two of the uh, spinoff podcast was like a taco eating contest, but apparently we know who would win this one. Yeah, yeah I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be in for that one. What's the most tacos you've eaten in a sitting, Matt? <laughs> Actually, when I was six years old, I had seven hard shell tacos at Taco Tico in Parsons, Kansas. <laughs> Set a record for six-year-olds. Nice. For real? <laughs> for real, That's man. great. My parents were so proud. Is that your hometown? Yeah. You, you didn't continue on for every age bracket and just try to obliterate <laughs> no. all They're the like, records. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sir. We can't have you in here anymore <laughs> eating all of our tacos every year you try to top yourself. That's great. You grew up with a taco Tico in your town. That's yeah. amazing. Taco That's a, Tico. I love a good taco. It's a throwback, Tico. man. I yeah. haven't seen one in a minute. Are they still around? They're still around the South, uh, Southeast Kansas area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess, no, they're not. Uh, Parsons might still have one. Topeka has some and Wichita has some, but okay. a lot of them went out of business. Yeah. Have you, yeah would you yeah, ever turn no, down no, a taco? I, I've never turned one down and okay. I probably wouldn't. I, I like food, so okay. I don't turn any food down unless it has maybe cilantro in it. No, I'd still eat it. <laughs> be fine. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias, something that will turn you off from a taco? Jules, what turns me off on tacos? Uh, some, uh, some hair from the, the kitchen uh, worker? No, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, well, cheese. Yeah, cheese. 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 See, I knew he yeah. knew me better than Not that. Not cheese. No cheese on yeah. your tacos. Yeah. I don't think I have any taco phobias. I don't know. I, no, I don't think so. These are different taco types. I just want to know yay or nay on them, okay? Okay, here we go. Taco pizza. Nay. 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 Taco salad. Yay. Nay. Nay. Taco burgers. Nay. Nay. Yay. Taco dogs. Uh, nay. <laughs> nay. <laughs> Trying to picture it? <laughs> I've never had it. Dogs dressed like tacos. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking a hot dog. Yeah, That's what I was thinking. I was just picturing it first before it sets up yeah i was thinking yep. uh, uh breakfast tacos yeah 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 walking tacos nay 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 taco soup yeah 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 double decker taco supremes yay nay what yay i don't know <laughs> doritos locos tacos <laughs> yay nay jules's favorite yay taquitos yay yeah uh, yay nay Miniature tiny tacos from like 7-Eleven or your, your local grocery store freezer. Kyle loves those. Nay. I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nay. All right, here we go. Choco tacos. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. No. Nay. <laughs> not a fan? It's not a real taco, and yeah. so it doesn't have to be in the spirit of tacos. It's a, it's a dessert treat. It's, it's amazing. A naked chicken chalupa from Taco Bell. Yay. 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 Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg. Nay. A breakfast taco from Taco Bell. Nay. Nay. Taco Bell nacho fries with nacho cheese. Spicy fries with nacho cheese. Nay. Nay. You guys have a very uh, discerning taco palate. Except for the Choco Taco hate. Yeah. It's, a delicious it's not a real Choco. Or it's not a real taco. There, it doesn't right? matter. It's Oh, you're dairy. You don't yeah, like the dairy. Okay. Maybe like seven years ago, I'd have been like all in. <clears throat> all right. So. Taco Bell all day or no way? No way. 
I did eat there last night. Okay. <laughs> what'd you what'd you what'd you get there last night? Uh, uh, I got three crispy tacos. You go crispy. My girlfriend dragged me to Home Goods. That's what it was. And I was starving. So I was like, oh, there's a Taco Bell right here. I guess I'll eat that. Did you enjoy your experience? Was I it, did. There was okay. not one person in the restaurant. And so I oh, went, you went in, inside. Yeah, I went inside. It's oh. like a relic. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I, nobody goes inside yeah. anymore. <laughs> you can't yeah. actually talk to anyone anymore. No, yeah, you talk you to, to a computer a screen. Machine, yeah, and then like they won't talk to you until your food's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I get water? Ignored. Yeah, and then they're like, Matt, and I was like, Oh, okay. Hey, can I have water? And they're like, Oh yeah, here you go. Sure. That was yeah the end of it. I ate in there. In you don't have to silence yeah. and enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song do you listen to in your car when you're on your way to get tacos? Something that gets you really fired up to eat tacos? Just some uh, good techno EDM for sure. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite right now? Oh, there's so many, so many good ones out there, but they're all I think for most Americans uh, uh, not very uh, familiar. But uh, DJ Sefa, Angerfist, those kind of those kind of guys, but. You're correct. Most Americans are not familiar. Could you? With. I was like, I've never heard that. Could you? Could you hum good. hum a bar or sing a bar from one of those songs? No, it's just a beat. Okay, but you can imagine with the name Angerfist <laughs> that it doesn't. Angerfist. Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up and add it to my uh, taco playlist. Uh, Matt, I like, I'm gonna have to go with a throwback here. Just like like Jules, I like to get pumped up for my tacos. Think back to my glory days, probably in college. Uh, Fifty Cent in the club. Just turn that on, and then yeah. my taco starts going. And right, I'm just feeling the right beat, and I can eat more tacos at that point. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Right in the club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't probably listen to that. I, I listen to <laughs> I listen to country, uh, and pretty stereotypical, uh, I guess, for the Northwest Kansas guy. No. Do you listen to new country or, I, or not, classic? Not really new. No, it's. Uh, I mean, some of the modern people are right but yeah no i'm i'm back to you know my my glory days of cinema i could could get back i can get down on that because i grew up in parsons so it's about two hours from any major give me 90s or early you know 2000s country and i'll I'll be all right kenny chesney toby keys george maybe some aaron tippin Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't heard Aaron Tiffin. That's, that's a good reference. All right, this is the very last part of the show. This is called Random Taco Question of the Week. Random Taco Question of the Week. Throw me out a random taco question. We'll go down the line here, and I will read you a random taco question. Jules, you want to go first? Between one and ninety-six. Jules's favorite number. Uh, let's do twenty. 20 okay okay this 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 um have you been to a lot of the mexican restaurants in casey not really not really okay (laughs) i'm gonna take him though don't worry (laughs) you might be able to help with this one matt who has the best chips and salsa i know this in kansas city i I don't know the name but he he, um, is it el mcgay no No. well I, i love those guys they're gonna learn our names eventually and we'll become better friends but la fuenta have you ever tried their tacos yes yeah you ever tried their salsa? Yes. Very Fantastic. good. Their chips are very hard. They have those hard chips, like yeah. break a tooth Well, off. they have like multiple locations. Right. So they're kind of like an El Maguey. I think they're a, they're a local franchise. Yeah. yeah. So the one out in the Legends has very hard chips, but the one off Metcalf has like very thin, oh, like okay. more deep fried, good. easy. Like you could eat a hundred of them because they go down so easy. 
Don't do that though, because they're fried. <laughs> I think this episode would have been a lot better if we just left the two of you to it, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> really, Jules and I had nothing to this conversation. <laughs> uh, Jules, throw me out another number. 17. All right, 17. Have you watched any good taco themed TV shows lately? Or what you're watching? I, not, not lately, but uh, uh, Guy F- uh, Fury, what's his name? I, yeah, I've watched some of his shows in the past, but. And I, you know, I remember working downtown when they opened the taco place in uh, P&L and it wasn't quite the success they hoped for. So Kyle, throw me out a number. Uh, so our bourbon is going to be 50% ABV. So I'm going to go with number 50. All right. <laughs> this oh, is no. kind of goes with. I the, don't like it when you laugh. <laughs> this kind of goes with what Matt uh, did last night. Would you ever go inside a Taco Bell in the morning and have a cup of coffee from Taco Bell? (laughs) Just a cup of coffee? No, probably not. I can't imagine that their coffee is really uh, all that stellar. And apparently I'd have to order it on a kiosk and not talk to anyone. So that also is a, a drawback. So, no, no, I don't no, think you wouldn't. Okay. I, I wouldn't. But no. the best coffee is McDonald's. So that's where I always go for my coffee. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I've never had Taco Bell. I don't know they had it. Oh, you could be a good guest on my other podcast, uh, Coffee O the Town. Let's do it. Let's do All it. All right. I usually I like to go to Chick-fil-A in the middle of the day and order a coffee because they never have it. And then they have to brew it. and they, It's fresh. It's always like a, It's always like a big happening when I ask for coffee afternoon do they get upset they don't but they make they make very clear that they don't have it then you're gonna have to wait and i say that's fine and then i hold up the line so you say mcdonald's is the best uh, fast food coffee maybe chick-fil-a definitely uh chick-fil-a is good Uh, culver's has very good coffee so Uh, tomorrow on your way into work though you're gonna stop at taco bell and try their coffee and give us a review yeah i can do that I can do oh that. yeah that'd be great to go inside though yeah and you have okay, to sit there yeah. in a table and slowly sip your coffee <laughs> inside the taco bell i have to try all right yeah give it a shot <laughs> report back well i'm sorry to say well the power is still out we have to end the show uh we'll have to leave everyone uh wondering what happened uh, here if the power ever came back on but uh thank you so much for being on the show and thanks for having me up here i hope our cars are not blown away outside. I don't know what the situation is outside, but uh, thanks for uh, for having us. It was uh, uh, quite quite fun. I think uh, uh, it, it it you know you can combine a lot. Even uh, talking about tacos and bourbon, it goes uh, hand in hand, actually. Yeah, and I'd like to add, there are worse places to be stuck in the world. We have twenty two thousand five hundred barrels of bourbon. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> That, that's true. Is and, there is there anywhere here where I could jump off of a ladder into a big vat of a bourbon? <laughs> is that how it works? Is no. it like the movies when people jump into the big vats of Pabst Blue Ribbon? Is it the same thing? <laughs> it, we we do have fermenters on site, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I I don't think you'd want to jump in those as much. Uh, the CO two would probably be overwhelming. Okay. Uh, the bourbon, no, no, no giant bats anywhere <laughs> sitting around. So they're all in all in a barrel aging. So and your Instagram is holiday eighteen fifty six on Instagram. And uh, yeah, where can people sign up for the tours or find out more about the distillery? So for the tours, uh, you just go to our uh, holidaydistillery.com. It'll be right there. Tours on the top. Um, and then it'll have the dates that you can pick out. It'll give you the times and then how many people that you want. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and happy holidays. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and give us a five-star review. Thanks to super engineer Matt Allen and everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office. Our music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Be sure to download their new album, Sun Eaters 11. It's the future at lotuspool.com. Be safe out there, everybody, and remember to keep supporting your local neighborhood taco spots. And thanks so much to Holiday Distillery for having us up tonight. And until next time, go eat some tacos! Lotus Pod.